Hello everybody and welcome to the audio presentation that is a multi-award winning What's the Story podcast. My name, Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan. How are you, Danny? Thank you. Fucking tremendous, Mr. Merrigan. Absolutely tremendous. It has been a while. You were off doing things. I was off doing things. Other people were doing things. We said, let's press pause on all of this. And then we decided, you know what? Every time we press pause on something, we come back. We only come back with one person. Because there's really only one person to ever come back to. He's always and there when we need him. And who is he? He is an agony aunt, a love doctor, a Michelin star culinary guru. He is an award-winning interior designer. He is the answer to all life's problems and indeed the problem to all life's answers. He is indeed Gary Mackle. Gary, how are you? Evening, girls. And he's one of our most popular guests. Is that right, Danny? Uh, without question. Without que- Every time we have him on, people ask, when will Gary be back? And we never ever like to give an idea of when, because sometimes it's better when you just throw Gary at people as opposed to let them let them build into it with expectations. Gary, can you tilt your phone so I can see your, your eyes? Never mind uh, where I've been, girls. This is my Delia Smith moment. Oh. Where have you been? Where are you? <laughs> where are you? Uh, well, well, we know where Graham was. Graham was touring the former Soviet Union and then heading to the neutral area that is Switzerland. Um, I have been elsewhere engaged with various projects that I'm not allowed to name for legal reasons. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back now. And isn't that more important? It is, but it must be said, Dolores O'Riordan has been more present than you have the last while. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that, um, are you giving us a a slap in the wrist there, Gary? Be more active, more proactive. He's our needed, he's our missed. Get your, get his our fingers out, he is our balloon nuts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in um, the former for, what did you say the former US Soviet US the former former yeah there you go USSR Graham indeed yeah, yeah. mad mad kip that have no regard for wheelchair users hate me over there uh, Georgia in general I would imagine is is just a fucking absolute cesspit of humanity absolute I, cesspit absolutely I will not I will not tolerate anybody saying that I'm not even giving it city status. The village of Tbilisi is a good place. They have a statue of Joseph Stalin there. They they honor that man as if he was good. And on top of all that, the Georgians try to lay claim to an awful lot of Russian culture, which, lads, as you know, I have an emotional investment in Russian culture these days. Therefore, I have to declare war on Georgia. If, if Georgia was an excretion, it would be diarrhea. It's a um, it, it would, but it wouldn't be just that like twenty-four hour dose of diarrhea. It would be day four of that horrid where you can't even have fluids anymore, and your stomach is is retching at the mere yeah. thought of sitting on the bowl. And it's like pine nuts coming out of you, little pine nuts. <laughs> Hello to everybody eating breakfast this morning as they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, who's funding Georgia? The US or uh, Russia? Uh, 
George, who's funding? Well, well, Russia, I don't think are because the Russians hate them. And they they hate them ever since the uh, in, well they hate them for many many reasons. But uh, you may remember a couple of years ago, and when I say a couple of years ago, it's probably more than ten at this stage. The incident in South Ossetia, where them oh, yeah. rebels went in and took hostages in a school, and it went very 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 badly for everybody involved. But uh, the the Georgians are a pack of shites as far as I'm concerned. I don't like their football team. I don't like their rugby team. I don't like their food. I don't like their cultural appropriation. And to be quite honest with you, their flag reminds me too much of the Brits, so they can fuck off out of here. Yeah! Great point. Um, speaking of investing in countries and who props up who, um, mm-hmm. I was reading an article that uh, that new news site, The Currency, um, yes, published about the Quinn family. Oh, and uh, Jesus, fascinating. I won't bore you with it, but Sean Quinn invested in this city called Hyderabad in India. Right. And there's a city in Hyderabad called Q City, and everything has that Q logo. No way. Uh, yeah. And there's a horse racing track and everything in it. Um, do you reckon? Do, do you reckon uh, if if he was to sell it in the morning, which he wouldn't be able to, he'd get something like eight billion euros for it? Wow! With his hands. How do you go about buying a city? Well, he built it up. He invested in properties and property portfolios, renovations done up this city in Hyderabad, and I think the details are a bit sketchy on it. But I went on to Google Maps and had a look around. It's kind of it's like a ran down Vegas meets Sally Noggin kind of. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Um, but yeah, it was a fascinating read, to be fair. Gary, what's that uh, beauty utensil there you have in your hand? Oh, it's actually, sorry, it's a, I'm fidgeting with a plaster. Sorry. Oh, you no, had I it on your nose there. Uh, I thought it was a blackhead remover. I don't have blackheads. I thought it was an eye patch. I thought one of your chiselers had been afflicted with a... <laughs> I thought they'd... Uh, you know that thing where they make kids wear an eye patch to try and correct their... Charlie, their Char- Char- Charlie wears eye patches. Does yeah. he? And how yeah. does he... Because fo- I, I, like... Now, when I was a kid and I was made wear an eye patch, you didn't believe me, I couldn't fucking see. Because my left eye is... Might as well not. Like, I mean, I should really just get some sort of symbol put in rather than an eyeball, to be perfectly honest with you. But... Uh, <laughs> Like, I'd be walking into things. Yeah. Senior, infant, senior infants, and I'd be full on walking into walls and all. Like. Yeah, we, we didn't we, we didn't realise, and obviously the young lad didn't know any different, but he'd be walking into doors and shit, and we, we thought, like, <clears throat> he's for the fucking board, he's going to be going on the rainbow bus. But, um, <laughs> we, um, we, we were sitting having breakfast one morning, and uh, Charlie always sits opposite me, and I said something to him, and he turned and looked at me, and the right eye just didn't come with him. Yeah. Um, so brought him and got him checked out. Now. So the patching stre- strengthens the muscle behind the eye. To, yeah, to that, make that's it. what they say, yeah. Um, hopefully hopefully, young Charles has more success with it than I did, because it didn't work a fucking job for me, Gary. Right. So, uh, that, you know, like, it's... Uh, and I know other people who it worked great for, but, but for yeah. me now, no, didn't didn't help at all. Well, I, I'm told that there's uh, slow, steady progress on it. Um, but I, I people in in, uh, in the optical section that I've had to deal with uh, oh, right. rudeness, 
abruptness, uh, lack of consistency with their reporting, uh, and I've let it be known at uh, at high level. Good, glad to hear that. Graham, Boy, you're, any you're... specific? Uh, just a lack of consistency. One person will say one thing, another person will say another. Um, you, you'll arrive at the department and they'll say, oh, are you sure you should be here now? I don't want to be here, madam. So I'm pretty sure I am here now at the time which was designated. You fucking trollop. Apologies, <laughs> um, It's quite all right. It's quite all right. That's, <sighs> Graham, how did your trial... I know obviously the results didn't go well and we're talking about this, you know about two weeks after every other media type thing has talked about this, but how are your, I don't care about the results and all that, but overall, how are your travels? Yeah, they were good, yeah. Really good. Like, George in, in was great, a, In great company, might I add. Absolutely great company, yeah. Um, Georgia, like, I'd never, obviously, would never go to Georgia or think of going to Georgia, so this was the excuse to go, but I definitely won't be back. Um, I do possibly see it kind of like the the Krakows and the Prags of the past, where if a bit of mm. development goes into it, it could possibly become one of those uh, European places to go for cheap. Do you know no way? Because it's right. it's about 70, 70, 80 cents for a for a pint of local beer. And then we went on to Switzerland, where it was about eleven euro for a pint of pint of Switzerland, beer. Switzerland is a lovely country, but you'd you'd need to be a millionaire with a Swiss bank account to stay there for any length of time whatsoever. Yeah, the only thing is, is that like you pay, you obviously pay a lot extra for things, but I mean the infrastructure and and mm. the paths and like it was, it was the difference was chalk and cheese between the paths for me. Like in Georgia, I was going mad. I didn't wear a GoPro on, on my chest on one of the days because that we went out uh, kind of sightseeing because uh, I was pushing. Like it was manageable, but there, I didn't see one mm. wheelchair user around. But it, you were going on a path. And you just come across a pothole. You go onto the road, which is full of cobblestones. So you'd be trying to do a wheelie on the cobblestones. Get back up in the path, pushing about 20 yards down the road. And then the next minute, there's a tree planted in the middle of the path. So you have to get back down. Then you'd find a lovely, smooth ramp. And then that lovely, smooth ramp, you'd be thinking, oh, brilliant. Where is this leading me to? It's leading me to fucking 10-foot steps. (laughs) It was just mad. Like, even in the stadium. um. We went to the stadium and all the Irish fans had to enter through gate G. So we went down and a bit of rigmarole trying to get into the stadium. They were pointing me down the other direction. We went in the other direction, brought us up the other end. And then there was like, there was far too much security. It was police, army, everything. They were kind of saying, where do I go? And I was pointing at the wheelchair, you know, and they just pointed in to a direction. And me and Ross went towards that direction. And then there was 35 flights of steps. And we're like... Where do we go now? And they're like, steps, friend, lift up steps. I was like, what? From Texas or Georgia? Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> then we got into the stadium and I watched the bleed match on the uh, steps. Hang on, did, did you have to be hooshed up the steps? Like, No, we can't. We were like, what are you? I won't be able to get up the steps. So then the Georgian uh, Football Federation official came over to us with good English and he brought us around a proper wheelchair entrance but there was no away section for wheelchair supporters so I had to do a makeshift job and go down to the away end and then we found some steps that led up to the Irish support 
and I said, or Ross said to the security guard, any chance we can watch the match there? And he goes, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They had no regard for health and safety. Oh, they, didn't, yeah, yeah. they didn't care. Like So I watched the match in, in Georgia on a step. Then Switzerland, again, is just like yeah. wheelchair toilets everywhere. There's no wheelchair, public wheelchair toilets in Georgia at all. Jesus. In in Switzerland, they were everywhere. Flat pats. Lovely, lovely, gorgeous flat pats. Lovely so, public transport. Lovely hotels in the red light district. Lovely did you, everything. Did you, did you do any hours in the, in Georgia? I did not. Were you on the, uh, were you on the dating apps in, in the vicinity when you were over there? I had a look, yeah. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You have to have a look. Um, yeah. I like I struggled to when you tell me you were doing those two trips. I was just thinking to myself, what planet are you operating off? Because <laughs> the football's a pile of shit. George is a pile of shit. You know, I think I, I don't know. Like it wouldn't be for me at all following that team. They're absolute tribe. You follow Man United though as well. It's a very good point, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find no argument there. <laughs> Jesus. Now the football was shy, but the, the, the trip was great. And don't I don't no regrets from me, lads. No regrets. Um speaking of Man United and football and all that crack, lads, VAR has found itself back in the headlines. Oh. Like Percy speaking, I love it. I love I'm it. A, I'm a massive fan of it. I wish they'd ever tweak it so it would work properly. But That's it. They need to tweak. But is that is that not that to tweak it to work properly? Is that not for the referees to tweak, or is because VAR is just video replay, like yeah, it is just video replay. The referees have kind of agreed between themselves they're not going to use the monitors, which is what? ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Sorry, know. they've agreed amongst themselves. Yeah, it's like a union yeah, there's thing. There's no rule. Yeah. No. They, 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 they have their annual referees conference and they had a meeting to decide whether they're going to use screens or not. And, that hasn't uh, changed. Yeah, I, like, I don't you, know about that conference. It could be a, put them in a WhatsApp group, right? I'm just making that up to go along. <laughs> but they definitely, <laughs> they definitely came to a decision they weren't going to use screens. This is very simple and this isn't me trying to do the whole thing oh rugby's better than football because everybody knows rugby's better than football but the, the VAR in rugby works brilliantly because you hear the dialogue you hear the conversation it doesn't take a half hour to decide if somebody is offside or not do you know what I mean like it, it works seamlessly and it's now part of the game everybody accepts it and everybody kind of gets involved with it in a way like whereas with, with football the fans are hostile towards it because if you're in the stadium, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You can't hear the referee discussing it with the, the TMO saying like, oh, you know, what well, can you can you rewind that, show me that from another angle or whatever. You're just seeing this thing on like if you could if they opened the mics up and you could hear <laughs> Mike Dean or fucking I was gonna say Jeff Winter, but he's gone fucking years. Uh, you know what I mean? Like any of these referees, if you could hear them having and you could hear the thought process behind how they come to the decision. It'd be way Danny, better. Can, wait, Danny, if you're in the if you're in the stadium for rugby, can you can you hear the referee in the stadium? If you have ref radio, you can, yeah. Oh, so you're suggesting that for the football stadium? 
I think, yeah, well, they'd never do it because footballers are absolute children and they can't behave themselves the way model professional rugby players can. Um, so you'd never get a situation where the Premier League or La Liga or whatever would openly mic up a ref and broadcast it over the airwaves the way rugby does. But it would be yeah, far better. It would be far better if they did. They could pick up on them juice and 16-year-olds up to their gullets as well, couldn't they? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, you know, like rules, referees' rules, and the handbook and all. Do you think mm. just the common supporter doesn't know the rules? Because yeah, we yeah. seem to debate everything about the referee, and they can't all get it wrong. Like, because I, I no. don't know any. I don't. I didn't. I've never re- read a, a book on 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 the referees' rules. Do you know what I mean? As a football fan. Yeah, but you don't have to know the rule book to, to know the running of a football match or the running of a game. Like, I, mean, I think the issue here is they've brought in this technology, but they haven't brought in proper infrastructure behind it to say, here's how it works. So yeah, for but instance, it's in its early, early infancy, so would you give it time? Well, they have to give it time. You have to give anything time. But I mean, if you look at Rashford's goal last Sunday, um, he runs off to celebrate, but then there's this kind of 90 seconds of, well, is he going to fucking rule it out or not? And then by the time the goal is confirmed, should the buzz is gone, I think it takes a bit of the joy out of it. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, because we've seen it no, where... they celebrated. They celebrated. I was going to say, we've seen it though as well, where like it's been a late decision, like it's been towards the end of the match or whatever, and VAR has kicked in and the goal has been... Like, was it was it the Spurs City game where the goal was ruled out yeah, and yeah. The, the Spurs players ran off to celebrate even though like... So like I I don't know I I'm a fan of it I think a couple of tweaks and it'll be great but it's 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 better than the alternative that's where I'm at on it it's I, th- I think in, in, in Gary's example there the Liverpool Man United match I think VAR worked uh, twice great there yeah yeah well the the Mane handball was handball They're like yeah. there's no dispute in that you know what I mean 100 um, and it wasn't a foul on Origi no. No, I, I know Liverpool fans will disagree. Well, that's what he does, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think I think his first touch was so bad that he said to himself, right, I'll try and get a free out of it because that first touch was terrible. And he made a meal of it. And the ref the ref thought yeah. he made a meal of it. Then the question is, why was a Mane booked for handball and why wasn't Origi booked for diving? Well, it wasn't an yeah. intentional handball. It was ball to hand. But I mean, there was a proposal a few years ago before there was any talk of Aaron that to get decisions correct, should there be two referees on the pitch? That would have been my preference. See, I really? don't know. I don't know because look, look, was it? The, remember they introduced those officials uh, like along the net on the byline, and what the mm. fuck did they do? I've never seen one of them contribute to a decision in me life. They're, they're like they're just there for the paycheck. They got P45, didn't they? They don't do that anymore. I think so. I think with the introduction of Arda, like, right, we get rid of them because all they're doing is fucking just blocking someone's view from behind the goal. Like, But then, like, I, I genuinely don't remember seeing them ever have a positive contribution to a, to a match. Blatant mm-hmm. penos, and they're just standing there looking at it being like, well, I can't make a decision. I can't throw a flag in or whatever here. So, useless I, fucking shower up. Anyway. I think at the, end, at the end of this month they're, they're meeting with the Premier League and officials from all the clubs to discuss it where it is and what they need to do with it there's a lot there's a lot to, to run on VAR it's, that's it's, what you're being told is it? that's what I'm hearing mm. well no no better source crime absolutely 
Um, did any either of you see the Joker? No, no, not yet. Don't ruin it. Okay, I won't say that. It's very good though. I've heard, I've heard very mixed reviews though. That's all I would really? say. I've heard very, yeah, I've heard very mixed reviews. I left it. I left it thinking it was good, but then days afterwards, when I was thinking about it, I loved it even more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you in a nutshell, though, Graham. You wait to hear what other people are saying before you form your own opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I left thinking it was good. A few days later, I thought it was better. What's yeah. what's the issue there? About, because because of my, my own thoughts. It's real people before our profit. We wait and see what the status quo is. <laughs> and then we'll form an opinion. I won't be ridiculed today by you, okay? Let's try and do an episode with you without you ridiculing me. I'm just making a point, and I think I made it very well. <laughs> no, you didn't. Why are you wearing a baseball cap? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a big fucking day tomorrow. That's big day. Okay. Look, at, you know, um, first things first. They say you, you inherit your father's hairline. Some people say you inherit your grandfather's hairline. I don't know whose hairline I inherited. It wasn't my father's because he, he went bald when he was 18, 19. I've done a bit better. I'm 37 in December. And I still have, I suppose, three fifths of a head of hair. But it's, it's, uh, look at, she, she's gone short at the back there. She's disappearing. So, um, I'm booked in for half 11 in the morning. We're going to be having, uh, most likely a, a skinhead. Um, I'll get the beard tidied up. I don't. I I'm gonna try it. I mean, worst case scenario, I can just grow it back to what it is. Personally, uh, I think I look like somebody who's on their way to St. Luke's. But um, go and see. I mean, it's where I'm at. Like it doesn't. A lot of people have said to me, but sure, you can't even see it because. But it. Like, say the Chinese that I, I go to down here, there's cameras behind the counter. And when you're standing at the counter, you can see the top of your head. Right. And I look, I'm like little John now, a fucking Robin Hood on the top. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for, um, it's time to give it a go. It's certainly going to be skin around the sides. If I could get a, a maybe a one on top, I, I'd be I, I'd be happy with that. But um, I'd be I might I might vlog the uh, the experience tomorrow morning if I'm up to it. How do you feel about it? Oh, look, it's part of life. I mean, I'm 37 this year. I'm no spring chicken. Have you ever shaved your head before, Gary? Are you like are you, are you apprehensive about it because you've never had a shaved head? Yeah, like I'm nervous about it, you know. Um, the the last couple of days, it's in the back of my head. This ten percent memory jog in the back of my head. I'm thinking of all the different haircuts I've had. There was the Oasis yeah. face. Yeah. And there was the the curtains brushed down the middle and to the side. There was a, like a jazz phase where you brushed it all the way back. So it's the lesbian. Butch lesbian. The, the butch lesbian phase. <laughs> you know, there's been all these phases. So your hair's been on a journey with you. And the journey that my hair takes tomorrow is 
somebody who's been told they're going to Iraq for eight months, but probably going to be over there for three years. <laughs> but uh, we'll see what happens. Like, I, it might, it might look okay. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's, it's. I'm looking. I'm making probably much more of a thing of it than I need. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're being yeah. secure about it. I wouldn't say I'm being insecure about it. I, I'm just pensive. You know, it's it's kind of whoa. Have you have you thought at all about the old uh, the the plugs or the hair, the hair no, transplant implant? Jesus, don't get me wrong. Turkey will be getting hit for a hair transplant. Oh, in the okay, next, all right. Okay. In in the next two to three years, and I might get the teeth done as well when I'm over there. So fuck it. Um, look, look in for a penny, in for a pound, huh? Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be like a lady boy coming home, but you're fucking. Um, <laughs> well, if you're getting the hair and teeth done, they'll, they'll probably throw the tits in for free hair. <laughs> Will you get the flu stone? But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making much more of a team of it than I need to, you know. Um, yeah. But it's happening tomorrow. I'm. Um, and I'm I'm ner- I'm nervous about it in my head, but I know it'll be fucking. It's much ado about. What are you nervous you know I mean? about? Well, I'm nervous because, like, let's say when it's shaved back, the, the bit that's receding now, I'm nervous to see what it's like compared. So, say the, the hair is half a mil thick. I want I'm I'm pensive about the sections that have balded to see if they're bald bald, or if there's any life there. Um, I suppose it's like <laughs> it, it's it's like do you remember in sixth class when you're done knitting <laughs> yeah. and you had to crease and fold and pull and all that and the slightest slightest jink in the pattern forget it so that that's what's in my head but look at um I I still don't know how the fuck they convinced kids to do knitting in sixth class. I really, it was the biggest load of shite ever. Well, it was the Catholic, still ran by the Catholic Church, wasn't it? Oh, so. God, it was fucking, that was just, geez, somewhere in me ma's house, I'm sure there is just this dusty, moth-fucking-eating lump of wool from when I was in sixth class many years ago that just hasn't been thrown out for one reason or another. Well, the, stuff, the stuff we were knitting they were probably sending that off with the children they were selling to fucking America for years for them to wear when they got there <laughs> um, but knitting yeah my god next my word yeah, I never did in 6th class I did it in secondary school because I did home ec ah yeah now yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a Archbishop McQuaid special that was now 6th class knitting Miss McGrory teaching us all how to knit. Gary, in relation to uh, your balding, uh, do you think you will grow a bushier beard to compensate? Do you want want to rephrase that, Graham, please? In in relation to your uh, follically challenged situation. Thank you. Would you consider having the beard come out more ruggedly? No, absolutely not. The beard will be um, maybe down to a half a mil, but very sharply shaped. A very kind of George Michael in the Fast Love video. Oh, very good. Ah. Very good. It's a, very I actually quite, 
I actually quite like that that particular George Michael. Oh, he's he, that's when he was at his boldest. Um, I think so. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with you. Yeah, that that and then he he kind of exactly exact, now. In fairness, it was in a cartoon form, but a few years later he recaptured that with Shoot the Dog. But oh, brilliant! Uh, but overall, now I have to say, Fast Love. That's the George Michael I'm a fan of. Uh, yeah. He's brilliant. He's missed. He's missed. Mad for the glory yes. hole in public toilets. <laughs> True story. I mean, I mean, listen, listen. But he was able to have a joke about it, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Listen. Yeah. Uh, Outside well, all that was. You know. The feedback on on George was always fantastic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My solicitor represented him in various cases, and uh, he, yeah. he said he was always fantastic to deal with. Your solicitor did? Jody. Yeah. Who's your solicitor? Joe King. <laughs> Gary, has your has your vendetta and your and and rightfully, I'm not saying anybody's in the wrong here. Just questioning it and seeing if there's any update on it. Um. Are, are issues with Dermot Bannon any closer to being resolved? I heard that the... the you know the way they say a stew is nicer when you cook it two days later? <laughs> yeah. Well, another series of room to improve and the same piss. Every house he walks into. Oh, it wasn't built to let the light in. What we need to do is let the sun in. We need to turn it on its axis to let the sun in. Same shit, all the time. Get the light in, this, that, and the other. He's on Vodafone ads because his business is failing. He's turned into a media horror. I hear he's bringing out a podcast. Oh. That'd um, be interesting. That'd room be, to would improve. you go on it? No. Room to improve won't be getting another run either. Um... And of the five episodes of the latest series, two of the customers are pursuing them for works not completed. Now, is this now, true or is this just you making it up? Well, it's me being able to make that statement and summarising the finish of two of the jobs. It's not <laughs> official. Gary, do you think, would there ever be a possibility of some mediation between you two? If he admits to, um, if he admits to, I don't want to use the word robbing ideas, but if 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 he admits to to, to draining people's knowledge that that I would have worked with and 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 myself, and trying to make out like he'd come up with these things himself, uh, right. trying to bring in products from different countries to sell as well, I didn't really didn't appreciate that. Uh, so, for instance, I sourced uh, a tarmac in Denmark. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's what's called a two-part epoxy tarmac, okay. and it comes it comes sold in a bucket. It's a one kg bucket, four kg bucket, or an eight kg bucket, and it's tarmac mixed with this solvent. So when the tarmac comes out of the bucket and air <laughs> it, it hardens. So the idea being that, let's say, Dublin City Council can come along, they use the tarmac, they place it down, but it dries instantly once the air hits it. Now, I like glue, this, yeah, like glue. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a chemical reaction. So when the air hits it, it hardens. Um, I pitched this. That's that's what Graham Merrigan's excuse has been on many a day, by the way. <laughs> Um, I pitched it to Dublin City Council and Dunleer at Down County Council um, to sell the product to them uh, and for them to use it and trial it. And lo and behold, I didn't hear back. And then lo and behold, I heard that himself had elbowed in on it and uh, squeezed in, shall I say. <laughs> so if it, let's let's say, for example... Somebody, somebody with the reputation of a Kieran Mulvey was to get involved and try to to bring this to a head and and to find a resolution where we could potentially have a handshake moment and you and Dermot on this podcast together one day. Is that something you'd be open to, Gary? I'd be open to it, but it should be noted that I won't be pandering to him. <laughs> okay, that's. Look, I'm just saying, if the if the door is even ajar to, Look, to reconciliation. I, I've had many times in my life where I've had to extend a hand and shake and apologise, and I'll have many more. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm strong in in my case here. Uh, and he knows that. He knows that. Yeah. When was the last time you had okay. communication with him? 2010. Is that true legal? No, I bumped into him in a hardware store. Um, in, in near Enniskerry and he blanked me basically and uh, he got into his car and I approached the car and I, I, I said you're a wimp and you're a coward uh, like he like don't get me wrong he has talent coming out of his ears coming out of his ears but he he he, he gets he, he connects to people who are brilliant at, the, at what they do and he drains them like, I would have ended up on jobs with him talking about colour and stuff. Never did money change hands, and it should have. Right. Right. Well, look, all, all I'm saying is, sometimes, in, in order to grow as a person, we have to leave things in the past. And I'd, I'd like this podcast to be a vehicle to, to reconciliation, Gary. So well, look, if, you're, if, you're, if you're open to it, if you're open to it, why well, can't ask Graham Merrigan we're fixing this? I'm open to it, but I, I won't pander to, to, to him. Very well. And is, is Dermot good friends with Frank? Pardon? Is Dermot good friends with Frank? Your friend Frank? Who's, who's Frank? From, 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 <laughs> from, from Brides. Are you, are, you, are you being rude to Frank again? No, I'm just saying Gary and, and Gemma, his lovely wife, starred in the Brides of Frank. So no, I'm no, just no, wondering. no, 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 sorry, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Could you pay their vows the respect they deserve and call the gentleman by his correct name, Graham? What you're doing there is insulting the institution of marriage. <laughs> Gary. You, you need to um, withdraw that remark because it's not the first time on this podcast application that you've used that remark. That's true. I'm, just, I'm asking our Frank and Dermot Bannon mates because they're in the same industry. No, they're not mates. That's like saying is 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 Mickey Mouse fucking mates with 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 the Tasmanian devil just because they're cartoons. <laughs> also, how how is Frank 
in the same industry as Dermot Bannon, Graham? Um, they're in the show business industry where they... Uh, are, you they telling me, are you telling me that room to improve? Sorry, and sorry, it's been a bit clear on the so, podcast. Sorry. sorry, one at a time, guys. I said, are you Gary, telling me... Gary, as the guest, you, you proceed there. Have you lost, Gary? I'm here. Go ahead. If you're, if you are telling me that room to improve and Dermot Bannon are deemed in your head as show business, then you need a reality check. I don't we, know. He's after getting ads and he he does ads for Vodafone and everything. That's show business, yeah, baby. No, no, Graham. No, stop. I know what he's doing here, Gary. He's trying to build his case to be considered a showbiz personality because Graham's been in a couple of ads. He's had two lines on Fair City. And and he thinks now, hang on a eight, second. Eight. eight words, two lions. He thinks if he can prop himself up on this, he can be considered a showbiz aficionado. And what happens then? He's considered involved in the arts and he gets fucking tax breaks. I know you're gay, American, and I won't stand for it. No, that's that's not it. Welfare I'm, cheats, I'm, I'm, welfare cheats get... cheat us all, Gray American, and I will report you. <laughs> what I'm getting at here is Gary uh, is friends with Frank and... He's in a feud with Dermot Bannon, but I'm hearing that Dermot Bannon and Frank are good friends. I just want to know. I can say this much from from the circles that I've moved in. He he doesn't have have friends in in that arena. That's all I'd say. (laughs) I think uh, I think we'll park it there. Um, Will we move on to Brexit, Gary? What are your thoughts on Brexit? Brexit, Jesus Christ. Well, it's still not really resolved, so we won't go balls deep on in on it. But what I would say is, I listened to uh, my good friend Bertie Ahern during the week. He done forty minutes with Eamon Dunphy, and I know people don't like Bertie. I know they blame him on the recession. I know they, oh, finance minister didn't have a bank account. Fact of the matter is. In our generation, he's the most talented politician that we had. A master in negotiation, um, a master in getting things done for the country, for the better good. Um, and I reiterate, we would not have this homeless crisis if we had a Bertie Ahern or a Charlie Ahi in charge. In terms of. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an issue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Two of the country's biggest the fraudsters. Well, I'm invoking the ghost of Charles Hawhey is fucking, I tell you. Is that, do you mind me asking, Gary, do you mind me asking, is that, is that who young Charles is, is named after? Uh, no. Um, we, uh, he, um, he was I called that. He was called that because uh, it was uh, we were smelling it uh, when he was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't named after anybody in particular. Now, in terms of Brexit, like it's it's still quite hard to get your head around the whole thing. But I mean, what I do what I do understand is you've a few different sides. Uh, trying to feather their own nests, get the best possible deals that they can. 
the Tories don't seem to understand the free movement that we've had since the Good Friday Agreement in terms of export-import borders, uh, border checks. Um, they're still living in the 1950s, I think. Um, but the reason I referenced Bertie there was because he, he, was a, he actually... He praised Leo Varadkar in part for for digging his heels in and, and, and getting... Not that we have anything over yet, but getting for what what it looks like we're going to get, he, he has praised him, um, and he also said that you know Boris like is a big agent, but the higher powers know he's a big agent. So if it goes tits up on their end, they can say, "Well, sure, look what look what was uh, driving the bus at the time," you know. Yeah, I I don't know. I just like look on I. I I know a lot of people are sick to death of hearing about it and all those kind of things, but I just think it's it's an absolute fucking shit show. Oh, absolutely! And, yeah. and you you could you could send in the fucking A team, and not even they would get a resolution for you. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's like the, the, like realistically, in my head, what'll have to happen is whatever fucking deal ultimately goes forward, there has to be a second referendum. Mm. Because you, I think there will like, be. If they have a second changing, referendum, is that because you're changing so much, Danny? Well, in my head, I'm kind of like right. When they voted in 2016, it was an in or out question because David Cameron is only a fan of the in and out and pigs' heads. If you get what I mean. So <laughs> there was like you can't have something as big as that decided on a whim. And now that you've scratched beneath the surface and now that you've done due diligence and now that you've gone through this process of negotiating the deal and then scrapping that and trying to renegotiate it but ultimately landed on the same deal that was there anyway and just calling it something fucking else. The people now understand what's facing them. The people now understand what's what's ahead of them. Now let them vote on an educated opinion as opposed to on a fuck the Brits and what is basically a racist vote or fuck the EU and what was basically a racist vote. I, I just don't I just don't understand the logic of yeah, we're gonna vote for this, what's happening with it? We don't know yet. And then three years later going, right, it's gonna be misery for the next ten years, lads. And everybody being like, Well, that's what we voted for. So well you mentioned You mentioned education there and, and education is the big thing here because I mean firstly Cameron could have sat on that going to vote for two years, but he didn't. He fucked it out straight away. Mm. But um they still educate him about when they ruled the, ruled the world 100 years ago. They still tell yeah. them that. So to a lot of people, and it tends to be people up the north of England who have been decimated in terms of whether it be factories took out of their town, stuff like that, and moves down south, they still think that they should rule the world. We are Britain. You know, we, we, we're, we're this big fucking... The British Empire. It's a lack of education. And... Uh, I think it will go back to referendum, but I think if it goes back to referendum, I mean, I don't think it'll swing it. Because you still have these uneducated people. We want out. We are England. <laughs> and yeah, they want the good I, times I think, of the British Empire to return. Exactly. I think, I think, though, one of the things that's different now compared to a few years ago is... The, the, the vote last time was arguably swung by people of a certain age and background and now there's 
a wave of younger voters that have come through and the vast majority of them are like, whoa, this is their future you're talking Much like the fucking climate change stuff you're seeing where people are like, hang on, it's all fine and well, you, Mr. 60 fucking four-year-old, voting on this because it's not going to affect you that much. But like, I'm the one that'll have to live with this shit for the rest of my life. So now I want to say that I didn't get, I didn't have the chance to say because I was 17 at the time, I was 16 at the time, whatever it may be. Like, But I think the other thing that's going to go against them, regardless of a referendum or not, is you've you've a lame duck prime minister who can't get out and through his own fucking parliament and on the opposite side of the aisle you've got an opposition leader who is just as weak jeremy yeah, corbyn jeremy corbyn is a fucking sham he's an yeah, absolute he's sham very, politician he's been very very poor very and poor. he's an, and, and an anti-semite and I'll, I'll have that on the record thank you hmm. oh he is he hates them um, the the other thing as well is of course I didn't have confidence in Coveney, Faradkar etc to mm. dig their heels in I did think that and I know it's still not over the line 100% I thought we'd get shafted um, well we don't know but nothing's happened yet no I know but it looks as if don't, don't be giving out compliments to the blue shorts when nothing's happened yet no well hang, runs, hang on a second when, when you say nothing has happened yet sorry there's been several rounds of negotiations and, yeah, and but the line, the line from, yeah, exactly, Graham. And sometimes that is commendable in itself. The line from Ireland has not changed, and the line from the EU has not changed. So this whole idea of they've done nothing, I, I disagree Jeremy with. Jeremy Corbyn's been playing, line hasn't changed either. Jeremy Corbyn's line changes more often than the lines Gary and his beautiful partner were doing in the con, con, <laughs> conceiving of their child, right? The oh. simple <laughs> fact here is, hang on a sec, the simple fact here, right? Is it doesn't matter if it's Fianna Gael, it doesn't matter if it's Fianna Fall, it wouldn't matter if it was Sinn Fein. Ireland has put a united voice behind what has to happen with Brexit, and the EU has echoed that sentiment. There hasn't been any deviation from the sentence, whatever. So, this isn't a case of you know, little plucky Ireland or that. And this is the case of this is exactly what the EU is there for it's a united voice, it's a united front. And it's all member states sticking together against one upstart who are a bunch of fucking bowsies. And when you say Jeremy Corbyn's line hasn't changed, that is a load of nonsense. Corbyn is a Brexiteer. Corbyn never, ever wanted anything to do with the EU. And now look at him, the fucking slightest chance of getting to sit in the Prime Minister hot seat. And he's the one saying, oh, well, we're not going to back Boris. He wouldn't even vote for a fucking general election because he knew he'd lose. And there goes his chance at winning the seat. He's an absolute bellend. Ding dong. I'm too tired to debate with you, and I don't like him. <laughs> <in> the... oh. <laughs> that's, that's spoken um, like a true leftist. He can't stand up to facts. I can't stand, so fuck you. Oh, well. I, I'm, not, I'm not withdrawing my comment, Graham. <laughs> well, I sit by my remarks. <laughs> Can I, lads, sorry, on, on a complete side note, lads, we, we now have a new mouth to feed in this house. We have a, a third member of the wolf pack. And, oh. uh, and her farts would strip the paint off the wall. They are <laughs> absolutely fucking horrific. And he, she, called, he called the dog Pepsi because he hates Coke. Uh, he's no, such, well, he's I, such a contrarian that he called his dog sorry, Pepsi. Sorry, first of all, I didn't pick her name. The lovely Oksana picked her name. Yeah, right. You love Pepsi. 
I do love Pepsi. I prefer Pepsi Max, but I do love Pepsi, yeah. But but second of all, her name has now shifted to Polly as opposed to Pepsi. Because oh, she Polly wasn't now. she wasn't responding to Pepsi. So we've shifted it. We've kept a put and E because that's similar. And we've just changed my sort of fern again. That's my eyes are gone <laughs> water now she's fucking rotten like but, what uh, age is she? Is, that, is our brother still trying to hump her? Yes, very much so. Yes, she's she's Lupo's brother, Gary. She she's of the same litter as Lupo, which is why we adopted and rescued her. Um, is there a connection there hmm? between? Do they get on? Well, at the, it's mad. We 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 adopted her, not knowing that she was in season, and we got home and realised, oh fuck, this dog is in heat. Oh, and no. thankfully, Lupo was thankfully Lupo has had. His his bits chopped off, um, okay. and ju- and just as well because there's been many a time I've had to get at them with a stick to separate them, because he's been he's been against her will too. If dogs had a me too movement, Lupo would be out in the fucking rain. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is a sex pest, that dog. I'm telling you. Um, even with his even she, with his town halls gone. Look look the boy wants what the boy wants, Graham. Um, and I've I've had a couple of conversations with him, but it's just not getting through. So <laughs> we've another we've another I I don't know how long dogs going to season for. I've I've read between two weeks and four weeks. I don't know if she was in season before we picked her up. I don't know if like day one with us was day one of being in heat. But all I know is we've a, we've a few weeks ahead now where that fucking beast Lupo was going to be trying to do things to his sister, which are are not acceptable in this house. How often do you have to walk those beasts, Danny? Um, they get walked fairly regularly. Um, a co- couple of times a week, anyway. Oksana's brother is very good about walking them as well. He'll pop down and walk them um, regularly enough. He loves walking them. I think he just loves the idea of being out in public with two wolves by his side. Do you know what I mean? Um, he has three wolves by his side. Well, he, he will. When they, we can't bring her for walks while she's in heat because you get a lot of unwanted attention. Um. Much like a Queen executive driving across the border, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so she uh, she won't be going on walks until she's she's finished with that now. But uh, they 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 get walked a bit. But to be honest with you, Graham, they, they sleep more than that. They're, they're like fucking cats. These dogs, they just sleep for about eighteen hours a day, and you can't move them. They're, once they're down, they're down. They're like, fuck oh, off, away from me. Don't want that to do with you. Mm. And so. what about your shit too, Gary? Uh, they're in bed there. They're in great form. They were groomed last week. Um, no real sulking out of them actually after that that session. Great form. Great characters. Um, wouldn't be without them. Love them. That's it. Would Would you replace them? No, I don't think I would. Um, Why? I don't. Uh, look at I'm answering your question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like uh, I'm not ruling it out. Uh, you're, you've asked me a question. My initial answer is no, but I I, I don't know. What, like does that I, question I upset you? Yeah, it unsettles me because it's it's answering something that's probably in the next two years. Oh Jesus! Yep. It's uh, they're, they're part of the family, Graham. You can't be asking would you replace part of the family now. Come on. I know, but the shit seems last forever. Graham, is this the moment we have to have a talk with you and we have to say, unfortunately, nothing lasts forever. And we, we have to <laughs> enlighten you into the struggles of the real world. You and your soap 
act in ways don't understand. You're living your whole life there, and you have no idea what the struggles of real people like Gary and I. That's very true. Well, he still, he still thinks wrestling is real, so we leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> in me dusty roads pajamas. <laughs> dusty roads, lads. I'm not even messing. There was a period about three weeks when you first told me about the dusty roads pajamas thing. There was a period about three weeks where I just started giggling uncontrollably at a mental image of Graham Merrigan in dusty rose pajamas, the little polka dots everywhere. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, well, we got to look there at Gary's Gary's tinned hair, didn't we? Did we? No, we did, because it's not, it's not tinned from the front. It's a, no, watch this, though. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to go tight with the shave, Gar. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> Just you look great, though. You'll put it off with a bush hair beard. What does the wife not... think? Um, she's kind of like she thinks I'm making too much of it now. Yeah, would be like I mean... you, drama queen. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for the the look now of the the shaved head beard combo. Do you know what I mean? It's it's become. Yes. Jason Statham has been rocking it for quite some time. The, the Rock, yeah. the, the Rock certainly made something of it. You know Brad what I mean? Mitchell as well. Not that yeah. I like him, but uh, McGregor had a skinhead beard phase, which looked half decent. Uh, just mm. excuse me for one minute. I can hear somebody upstairs on the mooch who shouldn't be. Oh. Sorry for a second. Oh, just the, the joys of full time parenting as well, like. Yeah. <laughs> Can we hear him give out? I hope so. Is he going to be giving out? I wonder which one it is that's on the mooch. I say it's Ella. So long as it's not Gemma, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma trying to escape. <laughs> Did you see how angry he was there saying someone's on the mooch? Yeah. We thought we'd hear you give out. Wow. Uh, I see an Ella walking back into her bedroom. What do you do now, dear? Room, I'm not. You're not. <laughs> well, Graham Erdogan, Graham Erdogan had money on it being Ella, so you win, Graham. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I had money on it being Gemma, so. <laughs> She's in the gym at the moment. Oh, oh very good, very good. Oh, oh well. Um, that's that's what she told you. <laughs> what are you, what are you what are you insinuating there, Graham? He knows. <laughs> Uh, I Gary see has Jennifer to... uh, done her first post on Instagram this morning. Who? Sorry? What? Jennifer American posted her first Instagram post this morning. Did she? Yeah. What was it of? I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> you and her. Gary has. Gary has. Let's just say. Let's just say crashless underwear. <clears throat> Next. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gary, has the machine been around at all? Ah, Jesus. Um, my mother had her knee done there about a month ago. So right. she's been coming down to us kind of for a week here and there. And I'm usually off every Tuesday, as you know. But Tuesday of last week, I had to work. And uh machine knocks on the door. I'm not here. My man was here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Of course, machine thinks my name is Cecil. So, uh, 
My mother answers the door and she goes, Are you okay? And he says, Cecil here. <laughs> and she said, only, it, she tweeted at the last second and she says, oh no, no, he's not here. He's in work. And he said, are you the mother? And she said, I am. She says, uh, he says, he's a lovely fella. <laughs> and, and fair play to him invest on that property in Australia. <laughs> Fucking gold, absolute gold. He's. Uh, yeah. I, I I would love you to create a, a compilation of your best bits with machine. It would be it would be definitely YouTube worthy. I think. Yeah, I, what I really have to do is have the phone set up and bring him into the house the next time, and yeah. and really just fucking go with it, like. Yeah. Just oh, go with it. It's fucking brilliant. He always calls the worst of times. I would be right in the middle of something and he knocks in, you know, with, with the magazine and all that. But he's a nice man. I like him. Ah, yeah, yeah. Harmless enough, all the same, even if he is trying to convert people. Oh, God, lads. I feel better after this conversation. I was in great, I was in great form anyway, but I feel, I feel a lot better now after this. It's been, it's been, it's been good for the soul. Chicken soup for the soul, I'll call this. It flew by as well. It did. It was very quick. It was. What, will you, do, what will you both be doing for the rest of your evening? Uh, I'm going to um, have a glass of wine. I'm going to check the Euro Millions numbers. Oh. And um, I'm going to do a bit of tidying up down below in preparation for tomorrow. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be uniform in the important areas. Oh, listen, yeah, yeah. Um, I have tomorrow's dinner made because I've done a curry and I believe a curry is nicer the next day. It absolutely is. I completely agree with that. Um, so I'll be prepping for the Chinese banquet tomorrow evening as well. And uh, I might might do some gaming. Very good. Very, very good. I, uh, I might watch a film. I haven't decided what one yet, but I'm I'm off work, so I may as well. Oh, may as well stay. I am, yeah. So I'm staying up past ten o'clock, which I haven't done for a long time, lads, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Are you off for the week? Enjoying it. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm not back until Halloween or thereabouts. So oh, I'm really? a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Great lads. Oh, well. Ah, look, I was I I was born and out. I need I needed the time, needed it. So, uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no proper job. <laughs> No, no freelance work, no, no projects, no nothing. Just this podcast and a load of movies. That's all I'm doing for the week. It's great. Very good. I'll be watching The Sopranos. Thank you. Are you watching it again? Are you? Yeah, for the fourth time. I just love it. Fucking, fucking hell! I just can't get past like episode six or seven of season one. And I've tried. Like I've really fucking tried, man. That's amazing. Can't. Just can't. I've, I've watched three episodes of that Catherine the Great on Sky. Any use? Uh, I'm thankful it's only four episodes. Right. It's like it's grand, like, but it's. Do you know what I mean? I was hoping for a lot more from it. Right. So there's it's, the new yoke on on Netflix. I'm going to start actually with uh, Ashling B and Paul Rudd. Oh, I've seen that? Yeah. yeah. Ashling B's one on Channel Four was very good. That the one with Sharon Horgan. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. 
I did enjoy that. Did you did you did you give Top Boy a go on Netflix? No, I heard it's well, brilliant. No, it's I don't think. What, what's it about? It's about uh, gangs in London, uh, drug dealing gangs, Oi. different areas that they control. But it's really really good. Channel Four brought it out like years ago, um, and never ran with it. And then Netflix said, "You know what? We're gonna reboot this." And it's oh. absolutely great storyline. Uh, the street language is a bit annoying at times, but if you park that yeah. side, um, okay. Yeah, no, I might give that a look. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Very, very good. Yeah, I, right. I, 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 I'm, I'm all for an old box set recommendation from time to time, so uh, that'll come in handy. Lads, I think we'll leave it there. That's been uh, the way to truth and enlightenment that we've given people over the last hour. And uh, hopefully now they'll be in a position to make better life choices after listening to this. <laughs> Where can you listen to us, Danny? Are any of our other archived uh, episodes? Well, of course, you can always just go straight to the source of the Nile grain, which is WTSpod.com. And that filters out through all its estuaries like, you know... <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere. In fact, that water just trickles through and you get podcasts in your ears, no bother at all. Simple as that. Brilliant. And where can you get you on Twitter or whatever? Uh, at Dan Joe Murray, everywhere and anywhere, Graham. Where can and you get, get you? You get me at American Main. You can get the podcast at WTS Pod. And Gary, what are you on Twitter? I would uh, recommend following you because you're a bit mad, but anyway. <laughs> Does come with a health warning, but sure, look, once. Yeah. Once you get past that initial wave, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. At Gar Mackle on Twitter, and I, I'm on Instagram, but I don't know what my handle is. You'll find it under Gary Mackle because there's actually, not many of I was going to say, yeah. I actually, I, I noticed you've taken to Instagram recently, whereas you weren't, uh, you weren't on it, I think, the last time we spoke, Gar. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was on holidays. When we were on holidays, I said, sure, I'll give this Instagram a go. It's, it's, I haven't really got into it yet. Um. Mm. Gary dot Mackle is your uh, your Instagram. Ah, okay. Thank you for that. Um, no worries. Happy to help. Thank you. But yeah, I I'm uh, I I enjoy uh, interacting on Twitter, uh, and anything is liable to happen after ten o'clock on it with me. And you love Paul Which Howard, is that Gary? Great time for Paul Howard. Yeah, he's he's, he's gone through the jigs and reels of my book with me, so. <laughs> Work in progress. Can you believe it was Paul's first appearance on the Late Late Show last week? Ridiculous. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. I actually thought he was missing when he tweeted it, but I couldn't. I can't get my head around that. Oh, that says a lot for the Late Late Show, lads. That's what that does. It says a lot for that show. It says a lot for the inner circle. Thank you. Thank Indeed. you. Okay, until next week. Clear eyes. Bullards. And lose. Thank you very much, Mr. Mackle. Thank you very much, Mr. American. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.